Hey guys, welcome to the show today. I'm Diane Canada. We are live. Y'all, today we're going to be talking about how your fear can be really used as fuel in this really scary climate that we're in right now, this political climate. So come on back. We're going to dive into this fully today. See you in a minute. Now's the time for faith. I will praise your holy name even when my whole world falls apart. Father, your light shines brighter in the dark. Hey guys, welcome back. Diane Canada here. All right. So fear can be really crippling in this politically charged environment that we're in right now. The media seems to be doing a number on a lot of us Americans. And I know the moms out there right now, a lot of moms are expressing to me how helpless they feel. They're watching their children's school days, which should be some of the best years of their lives, being so the central focus of politics right now. Um, you know, they should just be able to be kids and enjoy their their childhood and instead they are they are right in the center of political debates and all kinds of unprecedented situations in our country right now that really put a lot of pressure on these poor little kids they shouldn't have to be subjected to this insanity they really shouldn't um and why are moms so fearful okay now i'm going to break this down quickly though I really want to spend the majority of our show today on solutions and on really inspiring you. But I just want to kind of recap here what I'm hearing from so many of the moms out there, what I'm hearing so many of them express to me. They, they tell me their children have never been at greater risk of depression or suicide than they are right now. I had a girlfriend of mine yesterday, Heather, telling me that her daughter up until this point has always been a happy child has never struggled with depression, but she is, you know, really, really having a hard time right now with everything going on in our society. Kids are, uh, moms are scared because kids are being taught in schools that they're either an oppressor or that they are oppressed simply based on the color of their skin. And so this is creating a lot of division, um, you know, in schools and in not only classrooms, but also on playgrounds and, you know, in play dates. And I mean, this is like, infiltrating everywhere that children are they're, um, You know, they're also, I heard this yesterday, a mom brought this to my attention that a school board member referred to children as, are you ready for this? As murderers. If they don't wear a mask to school, they could spread a disease that could kill another child. And so that makes the child a murderer. What the heck? Okay. This is insanity. All right. They suffer breathing issues. And all kinds of other issues because they're being masked all day. Can you imagine them on the little playgrounds and maybe on the track field, that, things like this with masks on? How difficult it is to breathe in those things when they're trying to enjoy the, their extracurricular activities. We have moms are scared because we have wide open borders right now where illegals are pouring in maskless, I might add, not being checked for COVID, all this. So we have like these two hypocritical narratives going on um, from the White House right now. One hand, mask kids, school board, you know, members calling children murderers if they don't wear masks to school, this kind of thing. So we've got all this pumping out, you know, the left side of the mouth. And then out of the other side of the mouth, we have open borders and absolutely no 
trouble there whatsoever, masking any of those folks, testing them, and they're pumping them at, into our communities through buses and planes every day by the thousands a day. All right. So you can't have it both ways, Biden. You know, we're either worried about COVID or we're not. All right. But oh, I get fired up over this. But this is what moms are afraid of. And at this point, we have to choose. Are we going to conform to and, and to the fear or are we going to choose to confront it? All right. So and there are a lot of other reasons why moms are, are afraid and why moms are upset. They feel like the you know, the deck stacked against them. They can't fight City Hall. They don't know what to do. So but I don't want to spend too much time there. I really want to get into solutions today. So like I said, we have to choose for ourselves at this point if we're going to give in to the fear and lay down or if we're going to confront it. All right. So that's what I want to talk about today. So I just want to ask you a question, like, what would you do if somebody broke into your home and they tried to hurt or take your child? All right. That mama bear instinct would kick in and you would lay your body down. Most of you moms out there, you would probably all of you moms, you would lay your body down to save your child. You would you would jump in the in the front of a train and push your child out of the way if you had to. That that instinct is to protect our children. All right. So you would gladly sacrifice yourself. And and that's human nature. So I want to ask you, why are we not willing to do that now? Who are we waiting on to save our children? Who are we waiting on to save our country? Do we think some, you know, prince is going to ride in on a white horse and save the day? Because I, I need to wake you guys up out there. That's not going to happen. I think a lot of people pinned those hopes on Trump. And and we see that even Trump, you know, one man is, even though he, in my opinion, was he and Reagan rank as our top two modern day presidents in my book. You know, he was amazing. His policies were amazing. Whether you agree with his personality or not, I'd like for you to identify one of his policies that didn't completely align with conservative values and try to put, push our country forward and protect our kids, protect our citizens. So say what you want about his personality, but as a president upholding conservative values, I don't know that there's ever been one more conservative than him. All right. So so we are, other than someone like Trump maybe coming back into office at some point, even even him, there's not going to be some, some white horse that's going to ride in with this savior on the back, you know, that's going to save our country, not until Jesus comes back, that is. Jesus will do it. But I'm talking about right now, in our society, right now, it's going to come down to us, ladies. It's going to come down to you and me. Y'all, I have gotten this from all the way up to the top authority out there from I've talked to hundreds and hundreds of people in government leadership about this. I have been boots on the ground. I've talked with people in our communities. I've studied this. I've taken courses on this. If you haven't already done some courses yourself, there are some amazing one at, ones out there. Hillsdale College has beautiful free courses online that give you the, the beautiful history 
of our founding documents and how this country was set up for success. But I just, for those of you who may not know, I just graduated from the Heritage Foundation Academy out of Washington, D.C. I heard from top leaders, unbelievable professors and and um, people who poured into us who are in the trenches up there, who are working on Capitol Hill every day trying to bring solutions conservative solutions to these incredible problems that we have. So when I tell you I'm hearing it from the top, I'm hearing, I, I promise you I am. But I've also got a very, I've uh, been a consultant for many years and my brain is wired to solve problems. And so I've looked at this from every angle. I've turned over every rock. I've talked to everybody I can think of. And the conclusion I come to is that it's going to come down to the grassroots effort. It's going to come down to me and you. I really think it's going to come down to the moms. I think it's going to come down to the women. So what do I mean by that? All right. Right now, a lot of us are being convinced that we don't have a voice, that we don't have a choice, that the system is rigged and that the deck stacked against us. And so we're lying down. We're, we're paralyzed. We're stifled. We're crippled by the fear of what's going on. And we are like walking around in circles, wringing our hands and we don't know what to do. That has to stop immediately, immediately. All right. Let me remind you of a couple of things here. Uh, I want to skip around in my notes a little bit, but I just, I want to remind you of this first before I go further. There are 365 fear knots in the Bible. One fear knot for every day of the year, 365. In 2 Timothy 1.7, God says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Not a crippled mind, not a paralyzed mind, but of a sound mind. Power, love, sound mind. Okay, so I'm not telling you my opinion. I'm telling you what God says about us. So this has to stop. This, this powerless feeling has to stop immediately. Now, I want to remind you of this, too, that even though the woke left are in positions where they have loud megaphones right now in the media, in big tech, in corporate boardrooms, you know, even on our school boards, they they've been planning this and infiltrate infiltrating our system for a long, long time. All right. But there are still a lot more of us than there are of them. A lot more. They're louder, they're in key positions, but there's a whole lot more of us. All right. So what I want to do first is I, I feel like I need to say this. There are activist groups out there right now that are exploiting people's fear. All right. So there's a way to go about things that is productive and effective. And then there's a way that is not and that can even be destructive. All right. So there are there are organizations out there that are that are uh, mobilizing people and using their fear to turn that into anger and then using that anger to try and, and threaten legislators or, you know, uh, come on really strong with all kinds of, you know, it, you know, um, what am I trying to say? Like, you know, or else's. OK, that's what they're trying to do now. I will tell you again from being in leadership for many years and being around the political world now for a while, that is not the way to get things done. All right. There is a there's a way to do it that's effective. And then there's a way that's destructive. And I personally think a lot of those groups are it's going to backfire on them. 
Okay. Do we need to be strong? Do we need to be firm? Absolutely. But we can't be angry. And I mean, I know a lot of us are angry, but what I'm saying is we can't, even God says in the Bible, don't act on your anger. You, you still have to be measured and disciplined in your behavior. You can feel angry, but God says sin not when you're angry. All right. And so, so we have to learn to channel our fear and our anger into a productive behavior. All right. So what do I mean by that? You can stand firm. You can make choices for your family. You can write letters. You can protest. There are things you can do. And I know most of you don't want to become protesters or big time activists. I'm not suggesting that you even have to do that to get things done. But what I am saying is you can channel all that into a very, very um, methodical, strategic and productive behavior to get them to start moving the needle in our political realm. All right. Now, there are a lot of very, very. Ugh, evil people in office right now, especially in, in Washington. I personally think that people like Pelosi and Schumer, I, I think there's, they're the epitome of evil. All right. I a hundred percent say that, but there are also people that are really good. There are also people that can combat that. And when we mobilize together in a productive way, then we, ha- we can get a lot of things accomplished together in volume that, we can't do on our own. All right. So I'll get deeper into this. Just bear with me here. Okay. The first thing we have to do though, is we've got to be willing to risk something. We've got to be willing to sacrifice something. Like I said a minute ago, if somebody were breaking in and hurting your child, you sacrifice your entire life to protect your child. All right. So in our society right now, their futures are on the line. Their, their freedoms, their liberties are on the line. We've never been so close to socialism in our country, not ever. So we have to be willing to risk something. We have become, in our society, we have become victims of comfort. We we don't want to get involved. We don't want our pretty little homes upset. We don't want to risk somebody lashing out at us. We don't even want to risk confrontational discussions. Okay, we've got to get over it, y'all. We can no longer ride the fence. We're either conservative or we're woke. <laughs> I mean, there's no in-between anymore. Even you independents and moderates who might be watching, you got to, at this point, you, you got to ha- use your, some common sense and you got to, you got to choose a side. I don't ever want it to become, you know, us against them, but there is a, a progressive liberal movement in this country to completely a Marxist movement that is on, on a, a, a very clear path to, not reform America, but to transform America. Their goal is to like wash everything away and start over. All right. And this, this is what we as conservatives are standing so hard against because we know that those socialist and Marxist agendas, we know where they end up. We know they, you talk about oppression, you talk about, you know, fear. This might be hard. What, what I'm talking about doing today, being willing to risk something and being really willing to stand up and mobilize together and all that. This might be hard, but you know, it's going to be harder is watching our children lose their freedoms, watching our children have to grow up under a regime that is beyond oppressive. And people say, I say this all the time. People say it's never going to happen in America. That'll never happen. Yeah, it absolutely will. If we don't get in the way and we don't slow this down, we don't stop this. That's exactly what's going to happen. It's exactly what's going to happen. Take a look at any country you want that has come under these policies 
and watch and see what happens. I was just talking to somebody yesterday who's from Canada and we were talking about the healthcare system and she's talking about, you know, well, Canada's not, you know, well, she, well, somebody was kind of challenging that. So like Canada's a good place to live. Can, you know, well, let, let me tell you what goes on in Canada. Okay. Their healthcare system, they're on, so they're not, they're not a full socialist country, by the way, they have socialized healthcare. All right. They've got incredible taxes. She was telling me, I think it was 22 or 25, 22% tax on everything that they do up there. Everything. Um, there are caps on what doctors can make. Um, she was telling me a lot of that stuff. But the other thing she was telling me, though, is the healthcare system. She said here in, in America, she was diagnosed with a cancerous tumor. And they she got in right away. She had it looked at right away. She had it surgically removed right away. And, you know, it was all done and over with so fast. She said she didn't even realize that she, you know, she forgets that she even had cancer because it was taken care of so proactively. But she said if that had gone on in in Canada, she said that it could have been a year before she even received that operation and the tumor could have grown exponentially by then. So there, there is a lot of sacrifice that comes with socialist countries. All right. So we've got to we've got to get over the fear or not get over it. We, not, we need to learn how to channel it. Yes, we're fearful. Yes, we're angry. But we've got to learn how to funnel that into productive means. And I'm getting there. But I want to just lay this groundwork. We first have to be willing to risk something. We have to be willing to risk losing things. Did you guys see that uh, video? I think it was yesterday, day before yesterday or yesterday, where that teacher, there was a, a, a sweet teacher in Virginia, I think it is. And she was at a school board meeting and she went over, I mean, she was crying and she was telling them how, you know, she she loves children and she loves teaching them, but she can no longer get on board with these incredibly destructive policies and in destructive curriculum. And so she stood there in the middle of that board meeting and she quit. She doesn't want to quit on the kids, but she quits being a vehicle for them to, to pump this kind of indoctrination into our kids. And she risked her job. She, she laid down her job because she's not going to be willing anymore to be used as a, as a puppet for them to do this to our children. So what are you willing to do? I'm asking you that because there's no white horse coming. All right. It's going to come down to me and you. All right. So we've got to take a stand. That might mean, okay, what is that going to look like? It might mean, re mean rearranging our lives. It might mean teaming up with other moms in your neighborhood to homeschool as a group. You know, um, it might mean that, um, that you have to show up at board meetings with other parents and join voices with them. I want to share with you guys a couple things too that I don't know if a lot of you know. We, we need to take initiative to understand how these people get into positions. Okay. School board members are elected positions. They run in your local government. They run for office and you have to go to, when you go to vote, you have to show up a lot of times for special voting uh, opportunities, but they are voted in by the members of your community. So if you don't like the school board, if, if you've got a woke school board, then you have the opportunity to vote them out of office. Teacher unions are not our friends. Okay. We, we think there's a lot of teachers and just because you're a teacher doesn't mean you have to be in a union. And a lot of teachers choose not to be. All right, but there is there's some things that we need to understand about school boards, all right, that I, I think a lot of people don't know.
All right, so they're elected officials. They choose what curriculum is going to be taught to your kids. They choose that. Superintendents are appointed by the school board. Okay, that is not an elected position. That is an appointed position. All right, so the school board really holds the power in your community. And they are seriously affected by teacher unions. So you really need to educate yourself on, on who your school board members are. And then you need to look at when they're up for re-election. And then maybe you need to run or somebody in your neighborhood needs to run to fill those positions. And I know a lot of you might say, I don't know anything about running for public office. And you know what? I didn't either. Many of y'all know I ran for state house of representatives. You figure it out. You got to take the initiative and figure it out. All right. So there are also, if you're here in the Nashville area, there are people assembling classes to teach people how to run for school board. And I'm going to be giving y'all a lot more information on that. They are pulling those classes together right now. And as soon as I have the information, I'm going to pass it along to you guys. Um, some of those folks are going to be at my event next week, Friday, the 20th. We're doing Lady Up America. We're kicking off a movement, kicking off a tour. So if you're in the Nashville area, make sure you sign up and get your tickets for that because we're going to make sure you get introduced to the most effective grassroots groups out there. So when you leave that room, you're plugged in. There are also things you can do like poll watcher classes. Um, a lot of you know that I am um, a part of the Nashville Republican Women and we meet once a month. We have a seat at our table for you. Uh, you can go to NashvilleRepublicanWomen.com. You can join our group or you can go to the Tennessee Federation of Republican Women. And let me put that link up for you guys. Uh, here it is. NFRW.org slash directory. If you're listening by podcast, NFRW. So Nashville Federation of Republican Women, NFRW.org slash directory. You can find a chapter near you from one of our clubs, but we're always doing things like that to educate women and to get them plugged in, but you can become a poll worker. So as we come into the next election cycle, you can be one of the people that make sure that our elections are fair. And I know a lot of this is not being reported, but around our country right now, a lot of election audits are happening and we are winning cases and we are finding out we're getting proof of the, the steal. And so a lot of these election laws are being challenged and changed right now. So as we come into the next election season, you know, we're going to do everything we can to make sure it's fair. Uh, they're trying to push a bill through right now in Congress called H.R. 1. Educate yourself on that. H.R. 1. It is it would federalize our elections and where we would never have another fair election again. So you need to call your congressmen, call your senators and make sure that you put pressure on them to vote no on that. Um, these are things you can do. It's just going to mean taking some initiative, but you don't need to be sitting there on your couch in fear. You don't need to be sitting back and, and taking it there. You have a lot more power than you realize. Fear not. God says fear not. All right. So you, you might feel fear, but you do it anyway. You do it afraid. The first couple times that I started showing up at political meetings, well, let me just tell you guys this. I'll share this with you real quick. And then I'll get into a couple more um, points here. Uh, but there was, a, I had a call, um, I guess it's been probably four years ago now, three or four years ago. 
out of the blue, one of my girlfriends called me from the um, National Association of Women Business Owners. I had gone to some of their meetings and I and I was becoming a member. I was in the process of becoming a member. And they asked me just out of the clear blue sky if I would consider being the political advocate for their board. And I and I said to Becky, my friend Becky, I said, I don't know anything about politics. And she said, it's OK. You can figure it out as you go. You can learn as you go. And, you know, I there was a I, I had felt that God was calling me into politics in some way. And so um, I didn't know how that was going to look, but I just noticed a heightened awareness around politics, which probably a lot of you are feeling right now. And I just said, yes, I, I trusted God. And I just said, yes, I went into that position and I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything at all. And I just started figuring it out. First time I went up to Capitol Hill, I was so intimidated. I was like, oh my gosh, like I felt like a fish out of water. I didn't know what in the world I was doing there. I didn't know how to go about approaching legislators. I didn't, I didn't know anything, but I stuck with it and I figured it out. Now it's no big deal. Now what I've realized and what I can tell you guys is that they're people just like we are. They're trying to do the best job they can, make the best decisions under extraordinary pressure that they can. And they want to hear from us. They want to know how you feel about things. Do we have some crooked politicians? Yeah, but not many, not many at the state level. Most people at the state level are in it for, for the right reasons. Um, I can tell you just from experience, they really are. They're trying to do their best to make good decisions. And, you know, we... We don't need to be intimidated. You come to the Nashville Republican Women's Club. I've offered this uh, invitation to you guys many times before. You come, let me know you're coming, email me or, or just show up and let me know that you came because you saw the podcast. I will escort you around and introduce you to people and get you plugged in. You know, it doesn't have to be a big, scary thing. If you don't live in the Nashville area, you live somewhere else in Tennessee, you know, call, get, get on there and, and get in touch with the president of the club or the, or the membership person for that club. And let them know you're coming and ask if they'll introduce you to some people. But you you need to get plugged in and you need to start learning and taking initiative. Go on Hillsdale College's website. Take some of these classes. Learn how our country was built, why it was built. These are free classes and they're beautiful. They're so well done. They're very modern. And they're videos and tests. And, and it's a whole course. And you can take it at your pace. But Take the initiative and start learning how government works. So then we know how we can stand up. We know how we can productively stand up. And I will say again, beware of the groups that are exploiting fear. Beware of those groups. All right. Yes, we, we know there are a lot of things going on in our country right now that are not constitutional. Yeah, we're angry about it. Yeah, our kids are really taking the brunt of this. But we've got to channel that fear and that anger in a productive way. So what do I mean by that? I mean, doing this, educating yourself first and then being willing to take some action. So once you figure out the system in your town, once you figure out how things operate, who, how, how people get elected, when are the next elections coming up? What are what's going on with the schools? Show up at the school board meetings and find out what your kids are being taught. You know, demand you can. There is a transparency that is available to you. They have to reveal to you what they are teaching your kids. You can ask for that. You might get repercussion for asking, but you need to find out what's being taught to your kids. If you decide that you don't like it and you can't get anywhere with the school board until the next election, then consider taking your kid out of that school. It might mean rearranging your schedule. That's what I meant earlier. It might mean that you have to change the way you work. It might mean that you have to team up with other moms in your neighborhood to, to come together as a group 
and make sure that these kids are getting educated properly from you, from people who, who share your value system. But you do not have to just take this. You start taking enough kids out of school, we start seeing a, a mass exodus from public school over this critical race theory and these masks and all this stuff that we're seeing. Believe me, they'll list, they're going to start changing their policies because for every child that attends that school, there's a, a budget attached to that from the federal government. So believe me, your money talks. All right. Uh, but just remember that I know a lot of you want to do something. You just don't know what to do. You feel alone out there, but you're not alone. You are not alone. Remember 2 Timothy, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. At some point, we've got to turn that fear into fuel. It's just a choice. These people, they work for us. Okay, I know it seems like it's the other way around. I know we're in an upside down universe right now. But if enough of us get courageous, enough of us get bold, I'm not saying to make it ugly. I'm not saying to go out and, and you know, do anything violent. I'm not saying that at all. Not at all. I'm saying quiet confidence. I'm saying know your know your history. Know your know what's what laws are made, how people get elected. Just take some initiative to start learning these things. Reach out to your legislators. It's not that big of a deal to do. Okay, just come with your homework done. Be respectful. Reach out to them. Let them know how you feel. Show up at these meetings. Look at when the school board elections are coming up. Find out who's already on the board and what their history has been. Find out what they're teaching your kids. If you don't agree with it, consider running for school board. Consider taking your child out. Whatever, you know, these are the kinds of, this is the power that you have. All right. This is the and, and I'll tell you something else. The General Assembly here in Tennessee, they're about to call a special session. They've they've asked the governor to call a special session to address these mask mandates and all that are going on in our school right now. Because even though Governor Lee has already said that nobody can mandate a mask, they're doing it anyway. And they're they're firing people from jobs if they're not vaccinated. They're starting to segregate our kids, vaccinated and unvaccinated. I even saw one report that they're starting to segregate them by color again. Are we here again? Really? Did we not have a civil rights movement already? I mean, this is happening and it's very intentional to usher in these Marxist ideologies. OK, this is all right on track to usher in Marxism, socialism. This is how it's done. So you got to educate yourself and you got to stand up. Even if you stand there on wobbling, trembling knees, you've got to, you've got to make a stand now. All right. And you don't have to do it alone. So go to National Republican Women, uh, our website, if you want to join us. Go to the National Federation of Republican Women and join a chapter or club near you. Um, you can come to the Lady Up America events that I'm starting, ladyupamerica.com. We're starting a movement here in Tennessee. We're going to be gathering up a lot of you ladies and bringing you into a room, teaching you how to have courageous conversations, teaching you what the conservative values are and how to win hearts and minds to them. We're going to show you how our country was indeed rooted in Bible and the in biblical principles. We're going to give you your own copy of the Constitution to carry around with you, a little pocket-sized version, and we're going to give you an overview on your rights. We're going to introduce you to legislators and let, let you see what they're doing to keep Tennessee conservative. You're going to get to ask tough questions. We're going to, we're going to you know, have them stand there and answer you, you know, in a respectful, polite way, but they're going to be able to reassure you of what's going on on Capitol Hill here, and it, it'll give you a chance to meet them and see that they're just human. They're just people like we are. 
And then, like I said, at that event, too, we're going to have grassroots organizations there where you can get plugged in before you walk out that door. You'll have a plan. All right. So come to that ladyupamerica.com. Let me put that up here for you guys. It's going to be um, a week from tomorrow. So Friday, August 20th at Maggiano's here in Nashville. And uh, it's going to be an incredible day. So make sure you go to ladyupamerica.com and get your tickets for that. But there's a lot you can do, guys. You're not helpless. All right. You're not. Not at all. All right. So let's uh, let's pray. All right. Father, Lord, I just I thank you so much for this opportunity to come and and share this information with ladies and to hopefully inspire them to remind them of your word, Lord. There's no power in my words, Lord, but there's a lot of power in yours. So I pray that that, Lord, you would take you always say that your word does not return void. So I pray, Lord, that you take these words, you take these these sentiments and you bring them alive in the hearts and the minds of these ladies and that they would be reminded that they are not helpless, Lord. In you, we have authority and we have power and Lord, that we can take our country back. Lord, I just, I pray that you would cover any enemy attack on their lives, that you would divert it. And I pray, Lord, that you would just cover them in safety in peace and in comfort. And Lord, just remind them whose they are. Remind them that they these are daughters of yours, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And Lord, that our children and their futures are, are, are to be protected here. Give us the courage that we need, Lord, to step up and, pr and protect our kids. We love you, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. Hope this has been a help to you today. And uh, I love you. I know God loves you. We love our children. We love America. And together we're going to we're going to help turn the tide. We are. Just hang in there. Don't don't let the fear paralyze you. Okay? Shake it off. Do it afraid. You're going to be fine. All right? And at the end of the day, we know we know how this ends anyway, right? We know who wins in the end. All right? So, I love y'all. I hope you have a great weekend and I will see you back here Monday, 3 o'clock. All right? Bye guys.